Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, 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 how are you today? Leo Laporte here, the tech guy. Time to talk computers, the internet, home theater, digital photography, smartphones, smartwatches. Sold American. Actually, sold from China. 8888-ASK-LEO is the phone number. 888-827-5536. That's toll-free from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. We have listeners all over the country, I know. Really, we have listeners all over the world thanks to the internet. So if you're calling from uh, outside of U.S. and Canada, you can use Skype to reach us. We have a website, too, techguylabs.com, techguylabs.com. And there's a great chat room, irc.twit.tv. You can use the web interface at that address, irc.twit.tv, T-W-I-T, twit.tv. Or you can uh, use an IRC client because it's a, it's an it's a it's an old fashioned way of chatting. In the days before WhatsApp and Snapchat, we had IRC, and we still use it. I've been using that during the uh, radio show uh, since nineteen. I want to say ninety two. Since ni- so twenty four years, and uh, an IRC is much older than that. It's been around for a long, long time. And it's a great place to go if you want to uh, kind of be the kids in the back of the class. Help me out, too, because really this is kind of a user group. This is kind of uh, more than just me gassing on about what's happening in technology. People call with questions, and we talk about that. And the chat room's already like a buzz trying to help somebody get his his Dell system working and he's trying to upgrade to Windows 10. Have you done the Windows 10 uh, upgrade thing? It's too late to do the free one, I think. Although people keep reporting that, well, it kind of worked. So I wouldn't, if you haven't done it and you still want Windows 10, you might, it might be worth a try. If you have a Windows 7 or 8 serial number, apparently they're, they're still allowing you free activation. Hmm, interesting. I don't, I guess, is there any way to, Try before you buy, you know, try try it without actually installing it. Maybe if you ran the, you could go to, download the Windows 10 installer from Microsoft.com. They actually offer one. Go through the process. At some point, it'll probably ask you for a serial number. You enter that serial number in. Yeah, I guess you can't really tell if it's going to accept it till it's over. What could, the worst, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, you could owe them 120 bucks. <laughs> and then you could still roll back. You could still say, nah, I want to go back to my old version. Make a backup just in case. It's worth it. I you know I know people saying, oh, I don't know. I'll tell you where we're getting some problems here. August 2nd, 12 days ago, uh, they started offering, and they're slowly rolling it out, so people, more and more people are getting it. The first big update 
They call it anniversary update because it's on the one-year anniversary of the release of Windows 10. If you're a Windows user from years gone by, you'll you'll recognize it as a service pack, I think. It's kind of like service pack one. Um, and But it is it's some new stuff. It adds a pen drawing if you've got a pen. Uh, on not a real not a ball don't use a ballpoint pen no or no I'm like a stylus stylus drawing and uh, it offers uh, Cortana speech and search so you can talk to your computer both of these things have I think kind of they're kind of gimmicky kind of limited appeal right uh, what else uh, what else is new well you can <laughs> you can run uh, the Linux Bash shell you have a command line that they have borrowed from uh, Ubuntu. That uh, allows you to run a lot of... It really shouldn't be called Linux. There's no Linux in it. It should be called GNU. There's a lot of GNU in it. GNU is the software that runs on top of Linux from the Free Software Foundation. That's well, that's really what it lets you do is run that stuff. Um, see, all that's not kind of gimmicky, right? The problem is uh, if you accepted the free upgrade to Windows 10, you don't have much of a choice. Part of the deal, and I know you all thoroughly read the end user license before you clicked agree, right? So you may have noticed paragraph 6, subsection 4C. I'm making that up because I didn't read it either. It says you must accept updates. You cannot turn down updates. That's actually a good thing for security, for the health of the Internet. However, it means you have to accept the anniversary update, which should be for most people no big deal, except for me and a lot of other people, it makes a big blue screen of death when we run certain software. For instance, I have... That hot new virtual reality headgear, the HTC Vive. And uh, as soon as I did the anniversary update, I can't use it anymore. It blue screens every time I run it. I don't think that that's universal. Just maybe it's just me. Maybe it's the drivers. I don't know. I've been working on it for a couple of days trying to figure it out. But it's just something, you know, it's like, well, aren't we... Haven't we gotten to the point yet in personal computing where you could actually install an update and it wouldn't make everything break? One would hope so. So I guess in that EULA, paragraph 6, section 3C, must accept upgrades. It probably should also say, and whatever blue screens of death come along with them. You have to accept that. I'm, not, I'm working on acceptance. I'm still in anger, maybe a little denial. Acceptance is a ways off. Um, lots of people reporting uh, problems. Article on NeoWin says Microsoft investigating freezing issues on PCs after the anniversary update. You know, when you have hundreds of millions of users, it's gonna. I understand abs, in an abstract way this is going to happen. But when it happens to you, it's less abstract, and it's frankly. A little annoying. <laughs> Waikiki Guru in our chat room says, it's not the end user license agreement. It's the end user abuser license agreement. End user abuse. Well, just a word of warning. You can defer these updates. Uh, you know, it really makes you wonder uh, why we try to get anything done with computers anyway. <laughs> What's wrong with the pencil and paper never crash? Ay, 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 There are some better solutions, I think, than Windows. You've heard me talk about it. I, uh, it is, in some ways, the year. Okay, get ready for this: the, the year of desktop Linux. 
I know every time we've been saying that for 10 years, but really uh, you're using Linux already. Linux is a free operating system. As I mentioned, the thing that they're not using on Windows 10 uh, was created by a graduate student, Linus Torvalds, in 1992. Uh, he wanted to make a uh, he wanted to make kind of a, a, a free version of a student operating system they called Minix. That's the name Linux. Linus is Minix, but they were aiming towards a, making it like a Unix. And anyway, it's gotten it, it happened to happen right when the internet started to take off and programmers all over the world started contributing to it, and it got a life of its own. And it's a free operating system. It is the base operating system for your Android phone. Google uses it a lot. And for Chrome uh, OS, so if you have a Chromebook, you're using Linux. In fact, the Chromebook is the, is the version of Linux I recommend for most people. For most people, unless you need to do something a little more elaborate, you don't need a general purpose computer. You need a browser. You need to get your email. You, you know, you play games, whatever. But the browser is enough. For most people, and that's what you get with a Chrome OS. And what you don't get, viruses, security errors, flaws, exploits. You just don't get that stuff. You can still do, I think, most of what everybody wants to do, if not all. And then if you want more, so the question is, should you then buy a Mac or a Windows PC? Well, I guess if you are in a business where you have to use Windows software, you know, our business office for my business, hey, you know, they use QuickBooks, they need Windows they use Excel, the spreadsheet. They need Windows, I guess. But we can afford an IT professional to keep things up running for them. I pity the guy. What a hard job he's got. If you're an IT support person, you, you have my deepest sympathies. But if you're, if you're you know, a little geeky, I think Linux is an interesting choice. More and more, I'm starting to think this is probably the way out of these blue screens of death. I don't know. What do you think? Am I nuts? Dr. Mom says, no viruses, no exploits. What fun is that? 8888-ASK-LEO. Give me a ring. Let's talk. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Leo Laporte, the tech guy, 8888-ASK-LEO. Did you hear what uh, my Echo did this morning? This is kind of cool. Let me let me see if I can do it again. I'll reach over and say, Echo, good morning. Good morning. Happy birthday to that wild and crazy guy, Steve Martin. How'd he stay so funky? I think he did the monkey. <laughs> that's from King Tut. Uh, that's funny. I've never heard Echo do that. Echo's obviously a Steve Martin fan. Well, happy birthday, Steve. That's cool. <laughs> Never heard that before. Heather Hammond is here. She is also funky. She does. Let's see the monkey. I can do the monkey. Can you do the monkey? Is that the monkey? I yeah. get them all confused. Monkeys are climbing a tree. Okay. Yeah. What about the mashed potato? That's more like this. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Mashed potatoes a little before my. It's chubby checker. I don't. The camel. <laughs> I can do the swim. Oh, that's a good <laughs> escalator. <laughs> I don't. Uh, can you do? Can you teach me how to dougie? <laughs> I wish. I've watched that Kate Upton video a million times, and I cannot make my body do that. I don't even know what the dance is. I guess I'm just not. I'm watching the wrong things. I bet what, this guy can do it. <laughs> can you do the? Uh, can you do the uh, dougie? Can you teach me how to dougie? No, no. no he said no. He said that very quickly. <laughs> that there, Heather Hammond. 
I can dab because that's easy. <laughs> the dab is easy. Yeah, I don't. Do, what's funny? What cracks me up is that the, you know, in the fifties they had and sixties they had dances, the twist, and uh, and all of that. And but we still have dances, which is kind of interesting. It must be a human thing that we, the dab and the duggy, and things right. like that. Yeah. It was the first sort of thing to kind of go viral yeah. just by word of mouth. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you got line dancing. Texas uh, line dancing is very popular in the Electric country slide. bars. Yeah. But I don't know why we're M talking word. about that. Yeah. Huh? The M word? The ma 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 The dance that ma will not be named. <laughs> I won't say it. What? Uh, so, really, we're here for another reason entirely. Which is, uh, besides wishing Steve happy birthday, Mr. Martin, happy birthday, but it's also to answer your questions. How old calls. is he? Okay, that's a side I can. I'll tell you offline. You know I love him you so You can look much. it I've up on Wikipedia. <laughs> it's not secret, but... Um, but speaking of dancing, don't yes. forget the Motor City. The we Motor got Michael City. there with uh, some questions about an iPhone. In Detroit. Hello, Michael Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Hi, Leo. I hope my question will be useful to a lot of your listeners. I appreciate you being there for us. That's kind of the goal, right? Ask the question that everybody else is wondering but is too shy to ask. Well, I've, I've done a lot of Googling, and I can't seem to find a good answer. So okay. here we go. All right. I just got my first smartphone, mm -hmm. and I was talked into buying the iPhone 6S. And I'm just starting to realize that Apple makes it difficult or impossible to do a number of things that Android lets its users do pretty easily and oftentimes for free. Now, now wait a minute. You said this is your first smartphone. How do you know what Android lets you do? Oh, I've been doing a ton of research. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol... Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What do you want to do? I think that that's, by the way, that that is kind of true. And Apple doesn't make any bones about it. They're trying to make a smartphone. Apple's always been this way. We we know best, and we're going to, you know, for most people, we make it simpler by just not giving you as many options. Android is more like Windows in that respect, where, you, you know, any way you want to do it, you can. Right. So you were talking yesterday about talking caller ID announcement. Yeah. And Apple, Apple doesn't seem to allow us to do that. And what I originally was going to ask you about is I'd like to be able to occasionally record both audio and video calls. And Android users seem to have several call recording apps to choose from that are all free and, and save the calls locally to their phone, whereas Apple users have to buy an app that uses a third-party service to record the call. And then right. You have to actually go through the third-party service so they can hear it. 
Right. Um, and, then, and then you have to pay a monthly or annual fee. And then uh, that's also much less private than the way Android lets you do it. And right. so I see that to avoid all this hassle and cost, I see that many iPhone users do something called jailbreaking their phone. Do not do that. Okay, that's what, that's so that's part do, of my question. Do not do that. When you buy an iPhone, you're you're making that deal that you're going to let Apple uh, choose what to do. And Apple it does it's odd. For instance, Apple has very strong limits on what kind of apps you can buy in the App Store. If an app has a political point of view, they may well ban it, but they're inconsistent in that. They don't they ban anything that is considered adult content even though it's legal, they ban it. Uh, they are they are an interesting company. Um, some might say authoritarian. Some might say that they do it that way because users want it. And certainly the iPhone is sold well. Um, I, I think it's led them down a bad path personally, and I don't use an iPhone uh, as my daily phone. I haven't done that in a couple of years now. For mm-hmm. that, kind of for that reason, I, I want more freedom. I mm-hmm. want more flexibility. Now, what jailbreaking does on an iPhone is allow you to get apps from somebody besides Apple. It breaks through that censorship barrier. Apple censors right. other things. For instance, they have rules against making a program that does the same thing as a program from Apple does. Uh, for a long time, that kept other companies from putting browsers on the iPhone. Then all of a sudden, Apple said, ah, okay, browsers. And, you know, it's, that's another problem I have with it. It's, it's unpredictable. It's not – they don't follow the rules – they just make them. <laughs> right. And then they kind of randomly decide what to follow and what not to follow. So the uh, j- problem with jailbreaking is, it's, it's it, first of all, it, in order to jailbreak, you have to take advantage of flaws in the operating system, flaws which Apple's patches, of course. And so it means you can't update your phone, which means you are then vulnerable to other flaws, including the original flaw. Plus, the source of these third-party apps often, you know, they're not safe. So you're really opening your... Now, on Android, there's a checkbox in the Android settings. It says, you want to load applications from somewhere besides the Google Play Store? Check this box. They warn you this could be dangerous, but it's just a checkbox. Right. So there's the difference. Now, Apple fans will say, yes, but Android has all these uh, you know dangerous ma- uh, malware and stuff in the store. And you know that's not strictly true. Uh, there are flaws in both operating systems. Android, it's a little harder for them to patch. Google, harder for them to patch. They'll patch it in the source, but then it requires the manufacturers, and this is one of the differences. There's many companies that make Android phones to cooperate, and and the phone carriers to cooperate. Apple is the only manufacturer of iPhones, and they have deals with the carriers so they can force those updates through immediately. Right. Another problem I have with Apple is they don't tell you. They'll push an update on your iPhone, but they don't tell you what it does. You have no way of checking it, vetting it, making sure it's something you want, and you really have no way of turning it down. So right. it's Apple's way or the highway. A lot of people find that comforting. Sounds like you should have bought an Android phone. I, I think uh, I think I will be in the near future. But um, I guess what I was going to ask you, is there any way, if I were to go ahead and assume the risk of jailbreaking my phone in order to acquire an app or two that I really want that are just not available. Is there a way once I've done that to back up that app? So no. once I acquire that app, I've read no. Once jailbreak, you have to stay jailbroken to continue to run that app. So in other words, you read my mind. I can't go back. Nope. And, There's and no going back. I mean, you can go back and restore your phone, but you'll lose that app capability. Leo Laporte, the tech guy.
Now we're doing a dance. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. <laughs> 88, 88, ask Leo. Everybody now. Oh, good one. Two C. Oh, you look great. Nice job. You, sir, should sit down. Leo Laporte, the <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just teasing you. I can't see through the radio much. 8888-ASK-LEO. That's the phone number, 888-827-5536. That's toll-free from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. I continued our conversation uh, off the air during the commercial uh, with our last caller because, you know, he asked me an important question uh, off the air, which is, well, do you never recommend Apple phones? And that's not true. I do recommend iPhones. You've heard me do it if you've listened to the show a lot. I, I think for it depends on the person. And uh, I think sometimes I confuse people because some people see uh, this whole thing as a team sport. You're either on the Apple team, or you're on the Google team, or you're on the Microsoft team. What team are you on? And I confuse people because sometimes I'll say, well, you should get an iPhone. Sometimes I'll say, oh, you should get a Samsung Galaxy S7. And sometimes I say, oh, whatever you do, don't get a Samsung. And what it is is I'm trying to tailor my answer to you because you know what? This is a personal computer. It's a personal decision. And for a lot of people, an iPhone's the right choice. Uh, And it really depends a lot on what your needs are, what you want to do. But our, our last caller, what he wanted to do, you can't do on an iPhone, and you probably never will. It's only Apple can allow you, for instance, to record uh, phone calls, uh, and Apple would have to build that into the operating system, and uh, you know, at least directly on the phone, and they're not going to do that. Now, they can't prevent these companies that allow that because you what, the way these other companies work, you forward your phone number to them, and they, so they're intercepting your call. They can't prevent companies from doing that. Uh, they also could, uh, you, and you should check with your carrier. Some carriers do have the capability to, you know, press star nine or whatever during a call and record it. Uh, Apple can't prevent that either. But what Apple can prevent is software doing that on the phone, and they really don't. They see that as a as a problem, and I understand why they do. With great power comes great responsibility. So if a computing system gives you power, it also gives you all the other things we've talked about before: the the risks of malware the the risks of crashes you want a, you want a flexible powerful computer you have to sign up for that and so a lot of our callers don't want to sign up for that they aren't interested in that they're not risk they're interested in just something i just want it to work in fact isn't that in most cases i just want it to work and a phone is a good example of something where you just want it to work really right 8888 ask leah what do you think you agree? Disagree? Karen's in Diamond Bar. Hi, Karen. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Hey, Hi, Karen. Leo. Come on over to the phone. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Thanks for your patience. Well, I stand in the other room. I'm so glad mm. I got disconnected last week, and I am delighted to talk to you. Well, I'm delighted to talk to you. Thank you. Okay. I have three things I'd like to uh, ask you about. The first one is the most annoying. Uh, when I'm typing, and I will type, sometimes I don't look because I'm, you know, thinking about what I'm going to type, the cursor jumps. And apparently it's a common problem, and I haven't been able to find a solution. It drives me crazy. I know exactly what you're talking about. Is it a laptop? A laptop? Yeah, it's from my laptop. Do you it have a trackpad? So Do you have a trackpad on your laptop? I don't know what a trackpad is. I've you got, know. like, one of those pads where you, like, yeah. move. It's not a circle or anything. No, it's you a know. square, and, 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 you, and, yeah, you, right. and you move your finger around on it. That's called a trackpad. That's what's causing okay, the problem. Uh, if, you, if you were to type with your, <laughs> with your hands... Uh, straight up in the air and just your fingers touching the keyboard, this would not happen. But That's not true. I've done that. And really? it still happens. Yes, it still happens. I don't understand that. I've done everything. I did two-finger typing. You know, I've done all kinds of things, and it just randomly, you know, you just look at it the wrong way, and it jumps. 
Well, it, this is really common with trackpads, and and most of the time the solution is there's in the trackpad settings a checkbox to uh, it's called palm rejection, a wrist rejection to when you're typing, turn off the trackpad. Um, and I would, and it may even be a function key on your keyboard. I would try this first just to make sure. I it drives me crazy too, and unfortunately because I'm using. Linux on a machine that was designed for Windows, I can't turn it off, and it, I just have to type very carefully, or this the thing will jump all over the place. So I would suggest trying that. If it doesn't work, it could be that the trackpad. You know, there are things that can make a trackpad seem like it's a ghost is is touching. I, I'm pretty sure it's it's going to boil down to the trackpad. Static electricity, uh, uh, schmutz on the trackpad, all sorts of things can cause this kind of jumping around. Who makes your laptop? Just out of curiosity. Uh, both of them are Acers. Acers. And one's, ha- one's a laptop, the other one's happens, a notebook. Okay, it happens on both of them. You know, um, I had hoped that it would get improved with the Windows 10, but it hasn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would, I'm would. i pretty sure Acer has a disabled trackpad during typing uh, checkbox, so I would check in your control panel for that. Okay. Um, uh, there may even be a function key. In fact, I think there is, you know, I'm trying to remember. I think there is on Acer a function key, like function 9, that you press it and the trackpad gets turned off. The one way to test this... Uh, is to just plug in a keyboard if you have one lying around to the USB port and use that and see if it still happens. If it does, then there is probably something wrong with your computer. This isn't something normal. Um, okay. it, it, it is normal if, if there's stray touches on the trackpad. That's very normal, and that's really the cure for it. But if it continues to happen, even when you're not, you're like on a keyboard and a mouse attached to the laptop, then it could be your trackpad has a short circuit in it or something more serious is wrong with it. In which case, brand new. Right, yeah. so you should be able to replace it. Somebody sent me a link here from uh, the Houston Chronicle: How to fix a jumping computer on an Ace, a jumping cursor on an Acer computer. <laughs> so maybe it, maybe it's not that unusual. I don't know. Click the start okay. button. Type mouse. That's going to take you to the mouse properties control panel. Click the tapping tab. Click to put a check mark in the box labeled "Tap off when typing." This will disable. Oh, okay. The, try that. This will disable. We'll okay. put a link. And we'll put a link in the show notes uh, to this right. to this article, and that's at techguylabs.com. There are a couple of – Acer uses a couple of different brands, so it just depends on which brand okay. you have. Uh, Great. Yeah, and, and, it, and it says in this article kind of what I'm saying. While accidental touchpad taps are the most likely cause of cursor jumps on an Acer computer – by the way, for Acer, write anything else. Any laptop has this problem. You can also try reinstalling your mouse driver. Yeah, yeah, that might work. Update your uh, your your driver. Actually, usually it's not a mouse driver; it's a touchpad driver. Um, but uh, and that's kind of yeah, may, maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't guess that. Uh, JC Techie is saying if you want, you could disable the trackpad, reinstall the drivers, update the drivers. Boy, I just uh, I don't. <laughs> I think it's just that simple of a setting. In most cases, it is. Hey, good luck. I hate that. It happens to me. And as I said, because I'm using um, Linux. And it just doesn't have the right driver for that trackpad. I can't disable, you know, the the trackpad when I'm typing, and it drives me nuts. I just have to type very. I keep my I keep my wrists in the air. Rose in Los Angeles is next. Hi, Rose. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I just, I just moved, so I feel your pain. Oh yeah, the move of the studio. Yeah, it's no fun, is it? No fun at all. Every time I move, I say never again. Me too, but I keep moving. I keep moving. I keep saying they're taking me. The, ne- the next move is going to be me in a pine box as they take me out of this. Me too. But I, say I want good <laughs> Wi Fi, reliable Wi Fi, and a deck of cards. That's worth moving for. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Reliable Wi-Fi and a deck of cards, that's all you need in life. Mm-hmm. And maybe a nice bowl of soup for dinner. Hey, Rose, hang on, because I do have to take a break. We, Thank you. But I will be right back, and you will be right there, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice bowl of soup and maybe a hand of solitaire while you wait. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Oh, bless you, Rose. Thank you so much. I have an, a, a huge problem. I am a community manager, and I do everything from my Facebook, mm-hmm. and my Facebook has been hacked. My machine is totally <sighs> clean. I have written 300 emails to Facebook, and the only thing they do is they delete my capability to post. And new pages keep appearing, like if I had created and tagging all my friends, and they say, you are having, sending too many, uh, tagging too many people, sending too many messages. I am not the one that's sending them. Ah. But I keep telling, it's that easy for them to check these pages with names in Turkish that appear in my Facebook. Oh, yeah. You don't speak Turkish? Not that well, sorry. <laughs> Not that well. Um, hmm. Okay. Have so have you changed you changed your Facebook password? A hundred times it's encrypted. My machine is secure, has been professionally cleaned twice besides my malware bytes and everything. It's you know, that's what I work with, so I'm extremely careful. Wow. All right. So um have you seen uh, the posts that they claim um, you sent, or are they uh, visible on your, you know? Oh, no, they are visible, and they take, they tag everybody in my list. In my, everybody has unfriended me, my, my personal friends. Oh, no. And I cannot post in the in the sites I need to update. Okay. So there are a couple of things everybody should do to secure your Facebook account. Of course, have a strong password, but also turn on two-factor authentication. Now, this requires the use of the Facebook app on your phone. Do you use the Facebook app? On you, your... Of course okay. I do. So they have that code generator. It's, it's hard to find. It's in the settings toward the bottom. I know, I... Have you been using that? No, I haven't used that. Okay, start using that. That will keep people from getting into your account. Um, now, there, there were ways to hack somebody's Facebook account in the past, but Facebook has fixed all of those that I know oh, of. Oh, no. Right now... One of three of my friends is being hacked. Not thanks to my account, but there is a so, huge wave of Facebook hacking okay, right now. Okay. If anybody in the chat room know of some cybersecurity person that could help me, I am desperate. Well, he, I, I'm going to walk you through fire. some things. The next thing you need to do after yeah. you turn on a second factor authentication, that'll keep people from stealing That's anything. Turn That's turn off. Yeah. Uh, uh, turn that on and then go into your Facebook settings. You want to see what applications – I think this is how it's happening, by the way – what applications you've given – permissions to I have deleted all my permissions okay so no application it's uh, it's over here in the apps part of the settings logged in with Facebook see I'm looking at mine and I have 297 apps logged in with Facebook in many cases those apps have permission to post on my behalf make sure you delete all of those I I have I have deleted I have disabled all my Chrome extensions I have every way to get into my accounts is closed so you've gone into the app settings in Facebook, and you have disconnected yes, that, yeah. all of the all apps the that you that could post. That could post. I, I never accept anybody that can post on my behalf, anyhow. Okay, because that's the most likely way to do that. Um, 
And so you, what is it still going on? They're posting on your Facebook? Oh, yeah, yes. And every time, let's say, if I click on a page to try to disable the Turkish page, when I click on it, it sends an email again to everybody I know. Holy cow. Wow. Um, and and Facebook keeps sending you like little, you know, messages that are not personalized, that are just messages. Mm-hmm. And there is no way to, to upscale, you know, to escalate your, your problem. Well, they have, you know, it's, they have a billion and a half customers. It's kind of... Uh, yeah, but if they own all your data, all your friends... I agree. Business, and then they take that position. They should take a position when there is a problem to give you some guidance on what to do. I am a responsible user. Yeah, absolutely. And you sound like a sophisticated user. You've done... A number of things uh, Thank you, Leo. Yeah, that you would be the right thing to do. I don't speak Turkish, so kill me. <laughs> um, okay, here's one thing to try is discon- just off the top. Uh, let's see what's hacked, okay? If your computer is hacked, which it could be, you could have a remote access Trojan on your computer. Yes. This is a very long shot, but it's something we should probably eliminate. Disconnect your computer from the Internet. Literally disconnect Turn off your Wi-Fi or disconnect okay. the cord, okay? Okay. Uh, you can still use your phone. Uh, see if this persists. Okay. Okay, so use your phone to access your Facebook account to try, you know, for a day or two. How, how often do they post on your behalf? 30 times a day. Okay. So this will, you'll know pretty quickly. I would, in fact, go on your, disconnect your computer from the Internet, turn off Wi-Fi, unplug any cable, and then go on your phone and dis, dil, unlike that Turkish account, get rid of that account, Okay. Turn on two-factor. You can do all of this on your phone app, on the Facebook app. Turn on yeah, two-factor. I cannot turn on Facebook if I am on my phone because they, ha- they have to call me. And if I am on the phone, they cannot call me. You can't use your phone and Facebook at the same time. Right. Okay. Um, and you cannot open a new account because you, you need another cell phone number. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think we should not have to open a new account. We should be able to figure out how you lock down. Uh, your existing account. They haven't. Have they banned you on your account yet, or are they? Oh yes. Oh no, no. They didn't ban me. They let me post in my account. They say you like can't post and like things on my friend. Okay. There is nobody else in my account to read them or like them. Everybody has unfriended me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, do you have a different computer or a friend's computer you could use instead of your I phone? U- I use the computer in the office. Okay. Let's see. What we want to do is figure out if the worst case scenario, and it would be the worst case scenario, somebody has put a Trojan horse on your computer that wasn't removed by malware bytes. So that would require taking that computer off the Internet just temporarily and seeing okay. if this activity persists. Okay. If it does, then, you're, then it's not coming from your computer, or maybe it's coming from your office computer. But it's not coming – what we want to do is kind of eliminate possibilities. You understand? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's see if we do that, if that gets things better. Um, there is a security section on your Facebook that tells you – actually, this is probably the best way to do this um, – in the app settings, I think you can see where you are logged in on Facebook. Yes, you can, but I am not logged in any place but my laptop. Okay, that's good news. Well, it's good and bad news. It means they're not logged into your Facebook account, okay? It means that it's coming from your laptop. It's coming from your laptop. So let's take that laptop offline and see okay. if it goes away. Okay. If it does, uh, you know, could it be somebody at work using your computer no, at work? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. So if it if it goes away, then your laptop is compromised, and inst- this is why you've heard me say this many times: malware bytes is nice, but it doesn't get rid of everything, and it gives you. Mike, I had you, a, I had it professionally cleaned twice. You can't clean a computer; you have to reinstall Windows. It is um, a Mac. It's a Mac. Yeah. There's no malware bytes on the Mac. 
Well, there I have <laughs> run it several times. Oh dear. <laughs> is there malware bites is available? There is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Never mind. It doesn't yeah. do much because Macs are a completely different. Animal. I hear you. I hear you. Well, it's so very unlikely uh, that you're you're hacked on you the know. Mac. Yeah. It's very unlikely you're hacked on the Mac. I don't know why they make a malware bytes for the Mac because there's nothing you can do with it on the Mac. I know. Um, maybe you have a browser plugin. I have disabled all my bra- yeah. all my browser plugins. Yeah. Okay. Everything is encrypted through Dashlane. We have to take really? a, we have to take a break. Hang on, I'll talk to you off the air. Okay. Okay. We don't want those Turkish folks to hear what we're talking about. It's a secret. Take a break for the news at the top of the hour. More of your calls coming up next hour. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Well, hey, 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 how are you today? Leo Laporte here, the tech guy. Time to talk computers, the internet, home security, digital photography, smartphones, smartwatches, and all that jazz. 8888-ASK-LEO is the phone number if you want to call with a question or comment. I spent some more time with Rose during the break, quite a bit. In fact, I just hung up on her uh, because we had to come back. But uh, we, I think we narrowed it down to something very surprising and very interesting. So as you remember, uh, before the break, we uh, were talking to Rose. She is a community member for a synagogue, a community manager for a synagogue. And some Turkish site has posted on her Facebook account, continues to post on her Facebook account, uh, spammy links to adult sites, to porn sites. Imagine that being sent out to her Facebook friends on, I mean, horrific, right? The worst thing. She took it to a security consultant who cleaned it and wiped it. Still happening. Something interesting was happening, though. Every time she tried to log into Facebook, it said, your, this isn't your password. Give us a new password. Without leaving the page, that's very suspicious. I asked her in the browser. She was, you heard, using Chrome. And this, you should, this is for you. This is for everybody listening. This is really important. I said, look at your uh, Chrome browser bar. It says Facebook.com, right? Not Facebook00.k.com or something that looks like Facebook but isn't, or Facebook.hacker.com or Facebook.ru. So it's Facebook.com spelled properly. In fact, type that in. Facebook.com spelled properly. See if you go to Facebook. Now, again, looking at that browser bar, you want to see HTTPS. That means it's secure. Facebook is a secure site. That means no one else can break in on your conversation. You want to see a padlock, green padlock. Now, I asked Rose to do this. I said, click that padlock and and look at the certificate. So you'll get on the right when you click the padlock. And all browsers do this. Chrome puts it over on the right. But all browsers have essentially the same mechanism. And I want to see this page is secure, valid HTTPS. And then I want you to look at the certificate. The certificate is how secure browsing works. There are a limited number of certificate authorities, trusted certificate authorities, your browser has them built in, that can issue certificates. That certificate has to go back to that, come back to one of those approved browsers to be approved by, approved certificate authorities to be approved by your browser. Otherwise, you won't get that green padlock. And you should be able to look at that certificate and see to whom it was issued. On a properly set up computer, 
it should say when you open up the certificate, facebook.com. Actually, says star.facebook.com. It's a wild card certificate. That means anything.facebook.com is from Facebook. Issued by Digicert, that is one of the approved certificate authorities, expires December 30th, 2016, so we know it's still good. And then a check, green check that says the certificate is valid. I asked her to do that. It wasn't from Facebook. It was from a company called Avast. Avast is, and I don't know if it really is Avast. Avast is a free antivirus program that I don't know to be bad. Uh, I do know that some antiviruses, as a form of protection, take over all your internet traffic. This is what Avast is doing, or it's malware posing as Avast. I don't know. But the fact that she's going to Facebook.com and getting a certificate from another company means that she has been subject to something we call a man-in-the-middle attack. In between her and Facebook, there is a third party. It's identifying itself as a vast. Probably is a vast. It probably is the antivirus of vast trying to protect her. However, that's a terrible solution. Some Lenovo computers did this, you may remember, and Lenovo got in a lot of trouble. If you don't see star.facebook.com with a certificate, valid certificate from Digicert that's valid on the date you're using it, You are not talking directly to Facebook, and that's probably what's going on. When you install some antiviruses, and I... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. See, I'm, I'm not going to accuse Avast of this because I'm not sure it's the case, but I do remember some do this and maybe even Avast does this. I seem to remember we had problems with Avast doing this, in fact. This is a, this is a known attack. So she needs, to, she needs to clean her computer and get Avast off of there. She cannot use Facebook unless she sees that she is talking directly to Facebook. At that point, that behavior is going to go away. She is being attacked. There's a man-in-the-middle attack. Uh, my my suggestion here is at this point, this is frankly what her security guy should have done, and, and you should always do when this weird behavior happens and you suddenly see that certificate isn't from who you thought it is, wipe the computer and reinstall your operating system. That is not good. Um, PC guy is sending me instructions from Avast to turn on something they call WebShield that does this. Turn it off. That's so wrong. And here's why it's wrong. Maybe Avast is doing that legitimately. Maybe they're a legitimate company. This is a reasonable way to try to protect you by screening everything coming in off your browser. Here's why that's wrong. One little flaw in that, and somebody else now has access to that data, and I bet that's what's happened. We'll put some links in the show notes. Uh, Here's one the chat room's giving me to the safemac.com. Avast's... Man in the Middle is the name of the article. Uh, This is not 
the way to do it. This is the this is the wrong thing to do. This article comes from February of 2015. Do not do this, Avast. Nobody should do this. You should never replace legitimate certificates with your own. That is a man-in-the-middle attack. And it it's a risky thing to do, even if you do it with the best intentions. And in all likelihood, Avast, in order to do this, installs its own certificate authority in your browser. Remember I said the browser has a list of trusted certificate authorities? Well, Avast isn't normally in that list. But but and this is this is why I often say to people, please get a Chromebook. When you have a general purpose computer, a Windows machine, a Mac machine, a Linux machine, when you have a computer that lets you do things, one of the things you can do is install software. And no security software is ultimately going to prevent you from doing what you want to do. You wouldn't want that. That would be bad software. You want to be able to install whatever you want. Rose installed Avast. The, the operating system, OS X, assumes, well, she must know what she's doing. She wanted it. And it had this, you know, potentially very dangerous effect. Uh, I don't know what the next step is in the infection. Maybe something's pretending to be a vast. Maybe a vast opened a hole that bad guys are using. But my suspicion is this whole problem she's having with somebody posting to her Facebook account comes from the fact that she's not talking to Facebook. She's talking to somebody else who's then passing it along to Facebook. That is a bad, risky behavior. A vast shouldn't do it. No one should do that. Sometimes your work might do it, um, and they can. It's legal because they have it's their computer, their Internet connection. They have the right to do that, but uh, you should be aware as soon as that happens on any system that you no longer have faith in where you're going. It may say Facebook. It isn't. It's somewhere else that then passes it along to Facebook. And then uh, the advice I gave Rose to protect her Facebook account and she should do it with her Gmail account, and it's my advice to all of you is use two-factor authentication. That's usually a text message you get or you'll have an app on your phone that gives you a six-digit code that you have to enter in addition to your password. That kind of protection is really important. It wouldn't protect her here because she's given a vast permission to intercept her traffic. Avast is acting on her behalf with Facebook or whoever's pretending to be Avast. Wow. Uh, I'm glad we were able to track that down, and I'm so sorry, Rose, that that happened to you. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Happy birthday to Steve Martin, King Tut. He's got, by the way, I saw his play in uh, San Diego at the Old Globe Theater. Great play, Meteor Shower. Really funny. And uh, Jenna Fisher from The Office is in it. She's great. Love her. I think it's a limited engagement. It's uh, Go see it now. And it's going to then go to Connecticut. You can see the Long Wharf Theater. I bet it goes to Broadway. It's, it's good. 
8888 Ask Leo Leo Laporte, the tech guy. David in Central Lake, Michigan. Hello, David. Hey, Leo. Big fan. Love the show. Thank you. Congratulations in the studio. Thank um, you. So uh, basically, I want to. I'm looking at uh, getting some uh, new speakers uh, for listening to at home, but then also like to listen to with friends, like during a party, like. I uh, would DJ and like would play. So. Awesome. So I like I want to get something pretty loud, uh, but then also portable, like that I could just you know use at home and be able to carry around easily. Then between two hundred to four hundred dollars. So you want powered speakers? Yeah. Uh, and then you would connect a device, a phone, or whatever for the music part of that. Mm-hmm. Like just like through like the audio jack, but I mean Bluetooth would be a plus. But. Yeah, a lot of them, there are a lot of Bluetooth speakers out there, and so and it is options. I didn't even know where to start. Yeah, it's that. nice to have both. Um, yeah, and it and it kind of their options are at this point. Um, it's things like: Do you want waterproof? Do you think you'll be taking it to the beach? Do you want sandproof? How how some of them are really robust. You can bang them around. Uh, generally, the better sound is going to be more expensive and less robust, right? Mm-hmm. So you want? Do you want really great sound? Do you want really great bass, or is I it? I want really great sound. Well, I was looking at studio monitor speakers, but then I had a friend who'd say you don't really want those for normal listening because uh, they're just for listen- making music and not just playing music. Well, I disagree. I, l- I listen. I love my studio monitors. I have them everywhere. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, so. JBL, which makes you know studio monitors very uh, commonly. You see them everywhere. I have a set of uh, JBLs at my house. I love them. They also they do make portable Bluetooth speakers. They have a broad variety of battery powered um, Bluetooth speakers. Some with you know some that are waterproof, like the Flip and the Charge. Some that are a little bit bigger. Bigger is going to give you a, a better sound than smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those JBLs are great. Um, I happen uh, you know when it comes to um, powered speakers, you want a battery powered speaker, I think, yeah, because you're not yeah. going to be always near plugs. Well, uh, having a just normal power outlet one would be totally fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So th- that really opens you up. And uh, frankly, I think because they don't have to put a battery in there, that means they can put. More, there's more room for the speaker. You're going to get better speakers that way. Mm, yeah, it always being access of a power outlet. Yeah, I mean, what I use for powered speakers, I use them for my computer. I use, I've used it for home theater. Is from a company called Audio Engine. Okay. They're excellent. They're fragile. <laughs> they are, and they require power. They're not. They're not like. Although they probably have some audio engine portables now. It's such a big category. This is the. This is. This is exploded in the same way the headphone category, expo- exploded um, a couple of uh, years ago. You know where everybody was making headphones. Um, I really like the audio engines. I haven't uh, seen. Yeah, I've heard those suggested before. They're superb portable speakers. Um, Let's look at what the wire cutter. I always like to look at the wire cutter because this was a, a site started by Brian Lamb. He's a really talented tech reviewer, worked at Gizmodo. And the wire cutter, it's at thewirecutter.com, was created pr- primarily uh, because they, they thought, you know, you get too much information in computer reviews. They just tell us what the best speaker is, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of why you call me. You don't want me to give you a list of 20. They like the Ultimate Ears, which is a Logitech brand, uh, the UE uh, Roll, R-O-L-L-2. 
They say it sounds better, plays louder than most competitors. Waterproof, rugged design. Um, so that's not a bad choice if you want rugged. Again, rugged usually means, you know, um, it's not going to um, have as great a sound because uh, and battery and not going to have as great a sound. I also love, and I use all the time, the Bose Sound Links. They have little SoundLink color portable ones that are smaller, and they have bigger ones, the SoundLink uh, Mini, and then they have a bigger one that has be- really good sound. So I would look at those as well. Okay. So that's Although, a – I know I didn't give you one. I gave you a bunch. I know. That's fine. <laughs> uh, one other one that I've heard about and looked at that are just purely for, like, Studio Monitor, it said, is the KRK Very good. 5. Excellent. And I was – Excellent. Those are – Okay. Um, and the, another one the wireless is recommending, a wire cutter is recommending that I have never seen before. They say for the best sound at a high price, the Revo, R, I'm sorry, Riva, R-I-V-A, Turbo X. Um, that's 300 bucks, but it's got 26 hours of battery uh, in it. It's, it's, a, it's a bigger speaker. Bigger is always going to have better sound and 45 watts of, per pow- of power on those. So that's one more from the wire cutter. Um, they're in the chat room saying the clitch, the clips are very good. Um, Amazon. Amazon. Okay, John, my studio manager has a favorite. He's, he says, look for the Bluetooth portable PA. <laughs> All right. It's like a PA speaker? All right. Oh, my gosh. That's from the uh, – are you looking at the Ion or others? So these are like for DJs. I see what you're saying. You have a microphone. You, uh, it's a portable PA. A DJ could bring it around. Some of them are on rollers. That's an interesting solution, too. If you really wanted to have a party wherever you are, the portable PAs, and there are a number of them. Uh, Ion makes some QFX, Pure Acoustics. And those, some of them are on rollers like a, like a luggage. <laughs> That's pretty cute, pretty cool. They're not very expensive either. So there's a lot of choices out there. You know, the best thing to do, if you could, is find a, a DJ supply store and, and uh, go listen because you want to hear what they sound okay, like. Right? Yeah, basically my biggest confusion is this one friend I had saying that, oh, you don't want studio monitor speakers. And I was like, this well, be the best. Depends on your ears. Uh, studio monitors tend to be more flat. That's probably why he's yeah, saying that. Saying, and yeah. Like, so if you really want a party, sometimes it you know you go to a disco, you're not hearing flat. You're hearing a boost bass, okay, yeah. big boost bass, and you might be hearing a boost high end too. Sometimes they call that loudness. You can do that in an equalizer on your source material as well. Mm-hmm. But the reason studio monitors are flat, they want the recording engineer and the mixer to know that they're hearing what is on there and 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 modify it accordingly to their taste. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that makes sense. But then if I wanted to, I could turn up the bass. Yeah, of course. Otherwise, I would just have... Yeah, of course. And frankly, uh, the studio monitors I love, the JBLs, are far from flat. They're famous. They're famous for their curve, the the boosted bass. They're famous for that. So, you know, I guess there's flat and there's flat. I mean, if you want to spend a lot of money and get some Rebel speakers or some very high-end studio monitors, yeah, they might be really flat. You probably would have to EQ those to give them the, the party sound you're looking for. All right. All right. Yeah, all this has been very helpful. Good. I will definitely look all those up. Good. So. I'm- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm glad. Yeah, thanks for uh, calling. I, I, you know what? There's nothing like having music in your life wherever you go. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Epson EcoTank printer loaded and ready to print with two years of ink in the box. Find out more at Epson.com slash EcoTank. Epson, exceed your vision. Chris Marquardt is here. That song means it's time to talk digital photography. He is a photographic wizard operating out of Germany. His website, Discover the Top Floor, features lots of his pictures, but also uh, links to his workshops and his book about film photography. Hey, Chris. Hey, Leo. How's it going? It's going great. Wonderful. Uh, we'll continue Ready with superpowers. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, boy, that's a superpower. Yeah, moving the studio. <laughs> it is. I'm so glad. Mine is only one and a half years ago. So. Taking, taking uh, well, but did you have to do this? Taking 20,000 square feet of studio and compressing no. <laughs> it into 6,000? You didn't have to do that, did you? <laughs> Actually, we expanded. We moved yeah. to a bigger place, which uh, was much easier. Little tip, always easier to get bigger than smaller. True. On the other hand, Very the discipline true. of throwing out all the junk I've collected over the last 30 years as a tech guy, that's, that's pretty good. That's a liberating good. experience, isn't it? Yeah. I know I'm going to regret throwing that Amiga out, but, well, that's life. Yeah. Yeah. Did we keep the 20th anniversary Macintosh? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) it doesn't work, but it's pretty. What is our superpower this week? Well, we want to run to another um, secret photography superpower. And I think it's number six we're doing right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, or seven even. Um, Have you ever seen photos of... Silky smooth water surfaces, like Silky. really misty looking water surfaces, flowing rivers, waterfalls that look like they're made of silk, um, rapids that have an interesting uh, texture to them that you don't usually see with your eye or yeah. even pictures of the sea that are silky smooth. Here's a link for you uh, for uh, to a few pictures, tfttf.com slash flowing water. Okay. Um, TFTTF secret- stands for tips from the top floor. Yes. If that helps. Slash dot com slash water. flowing water one word okay. so the secret is in long exposures that's that's what photographers do they shoot sometimes pictures that they expose for 20 30 seconds and that will kind of average out the water because the 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 water comes into well, the light of that water comes into the lens all over that time all during that time and depending on how long you choose the exposure time uh, you will get different effects and um, it's, of course, when long exposures are, are involved, it's usually shooting from a tripod. So you want to do this um, from, a, well, you want to have the camera really steady. And then there are, there are two ways to go about this. First is without any additional accessories, if you shoot early in the evening or uh, late in the evening or early in the morning when it's not bright outside, you will be able to shoot with long exposure times and get away with it. During the day, that's a bit more difficult because your camera will uh, tend to shoot very short exposures. And what a lot of professionals do to get these kind of pictures is they will use what's called an ND filter, a neutral density filter, which is pretty much like a pair of sunglasses for your camera. takes the light away. There are different strengths of ND filters. Here's a tip. Go to Wikipedia and look at the table. There's a table that kind of gives you the different names of them. There are different ways to to name them and what you can do is you can have multiple strengths and if one is not enough you can stack them on top of each other so you can kind of add on on to the existing ones and this way 
bring the exposure times down to, I don't know, when we're talking daytime, the sun is out, you're shooting uh, even at a low ISO, there's a good chance you will have uh, thousands of a second exposure time. If you use these ND filters, you will be able to, depending on the strength of them, to get exposure times into the seconds, which will give you a lot of these effects. And the if you don't have to kind of hit it really exactly where you want it with the ND filter because you still have the ISO and the aperture to play with to kind of do some fine-tuning to what the ND filter gives you. And then there are here are the things that, that are interesting looked at at long exposures. Clouds, for example. If you do long, very long exposures, the clouds will be moving and all of a sudden you will see some smooth motion oh, I would up never in there. have thought of that. I, I would just think you'd make a cloudy sky, like a full cloud sky. So well, clouds always have a direction, so all of a sudden you will get some... Yeah directionality okay. in the sky which can look really really interesting other areas to try is um if you're at a beach for example the water coming in and out um that's one of the reasons that my tripod is usually a bit crunchy when i move the legs because there's sand in there because i used to be uh, standing on beaches with the tripod and some sand tends to get in there um you can, if you are in an environment where it's snowing and you don't want the snowflakes in there, long exposures will take care of that because you will just average out the snow. The snow will uh, not be visible anymore. I've uh, taken shots in Iceland this way where I exposed for three, four, five seconds and then it ended up being slightly foggy because now you have all these bright things that are kind of averaged out, but um, something that looks very interesting. You get to... Well, show water splashes. A good starting point for short water splashes is in a quarter of a second up to a second of exposure time. Uh, if you want a medium blurred kind of uh, water surface, a 10 second shot will be a good idea. And if you uh, want to get really misty shots, um, 20 seconds up to several minutes is a good time for that. Now, that of course requires you to work with manual exposure, so it's a bit more of an advanced thing, but that's pretty much the secret of how the professionals get these silky smooth water surfaces. It's Have a you ever beautiful with that? look, yeah. Um, and the real trick, and it's nice because on a digital camera, you can immediately see whether you've done it right or not. It's kind of like fireworks, is figuring out how long. Yes. Because it gets a yes. different effect each, you know, five seconds is different. From you really have to try a quarter of a second. I yeah. mean, it's really interesting what you can get with a quarter of a second. A quarter of a second, um, one second might look very, very different. So really try the short ones, short in air quotes, a quarter of a second, one second, five seconds, and just look how they how they come out and that's an area where you probably want to practice a bit and then when you get to the next wonderful beautiful beach um you have those tools in your toolbox your creative toolbox and you can get away with that one of the things that you do is uh what i like is you do shorter ones so it, it doesn't even look like an effect it looks like you just kind of the water is kind of interesting looking i'm, I'm looking at the slideshow at tfttf slash what is it dot com slash flowing water slash flowing water uh, some really nice images, and it's a, a subtle use of the effect that doesn't call attention to itself, which was one of well, the reasons I like it. If the water is far away, ah, that will translate. That will translate to very difference. little motion. So in that case, you want longer exposures. If Got the water is really close, if you're standing in front of the waves coming in on a beach, right. that's where you can get away with a quarter of a second, one second. But if the water is far away, um, chances are you will want some longer exposure times. And again, that's why a digital camera is great because you can you can see what you're going to get. You can 
play with yeah. it and, uh, and get wonderful some playground. Sense of it. Yeah. Hey, we've got an assignment we do all the time uh, going on. Chris gives us a, a word or a topic and invites us to take pictures illustrating that word or a topic. Our current assignment is fly, F-L-Y. And if you take an image uh, and you like it, tag it with the word fly and upload it to Flickr. That's the free photo sharing site and our tech guy group on Flickr. Um, and uh, you may be selected as one of three, I don't want to say winners, but three uh, pictures that uh, Chris will comment on. In a couple of weeks, you'll find Chris and more of his work at discoverthetopfloor.com. Thanks, Chris. Sure. Take care. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. 8888. Ask Leo. The phone number. And George is on the line from Valencia, California. Hi, Hi George. Leo. Hey. Hey. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for I, calling. I bought a new Surface book. Uh, Microsoft, and one of the reasons why I bought the Surface Book, I thought it'd be more consistent with Windows 10. Right. It's also it's also a solid state. I bought I bought the i7. Yeah. Uh, and maxed out to uh, 16 gigs of um, RAM. Ooh, you spent a lot of money on this. I did, but you know what? I I, I like it. It's fast. Uh, the problem that I have is I didn't know at the time is when I leave my computer unattended, like for 15 seconds, I have to sign in all over again with my password. And <laughs> right. I don't want to have to do that. Is there a way for me to bypass that? Yeah, there's a couple of things you can do. Of course, you can turn off password signing. I mean, that makes it less secure because uh, anybody who uh, walks by your computer can sit down at it and use it. But if it's if it's in your home and there's no one you're worried about, then that's certainly a, right. a good solution. So what would I do? Go to settings? Yeah, go to settings. You can actually just hit Windows key and type uh, users, uh, and you can go right to the user accounts control panel and um, then change so change your login. But you also, by the way, there's other ways to do this. Okay. Because you can also go to the power settings and uh, tell it not to go to sleep as fast. Uh, or not to log out as fast. So there's a number, there's a power and sleep settings control panel as well. Um, mine, for instance, I'm looking at mine right now. I have the same computer, by the way, love it. Uh, on battery power, turn off after five minutes. You can make that 45 minutes. You can make that never. You can make it five hours if you want. When plugged in, turn off after, and you can make that longer. On battery power, PC goes to sleep after. That's probably the one you want to change. Um, I don't want to have to sign in with my password. Well, you could just turn that. If you don't ever want to sign in with your password, you can have it log in without uh, without as well. Yeah. So uh, if I went to um, user uh, account settings, settings, yeah. Okay, I, I'm, I'm clicking as I'm talking to you, and uh, I'm there now. It says manage my Microsoft account. Is that where I go to? Or sign in options. Sign in options. I think I'll have to look so at if it. If I to click sure. on that. Yeah. Um, it says your PC's power settings are preventing some options from being shown. Um, in, in terms of signing in, um, I'm looking. You, you, uh, get, you go to go to sign in options, okay? I, I'm there. Yeah. Oh, I see. Windows Hello. I got the same thing. It's preventing some options from being shown. And then yeah. the one you see, the first one. If you've been away, when should Windows require you to sign in again? That's the one you want to change to never. It doesn't give me that option. It says one minute or every time. <laughs> well, that's annoying. Um, you know it's driving me crazy, Leo. Well, you can you you can say I don't want it to make me sign in at all. Uh, the problem with that, of course, is that anybody could just turn open up your computer. I, and... See, I'm not concerned about okay. that. How do I do that? 
Oh, well, you got me. I'll have to. I'll have to uh, look around in here. Um, See what I was told, Leo, is go to uh, where your password is to change it and leave it blank. But as you probably know, no, it don't do that. Allow you to yeah, leave no, you, it wants to use your Windows account uh, as a login, and you should keep doing that. Uh, Windows, hello. If you've been away, bring some options for being shown. Uh, sign in Windows apps and services. I'll have to. I'll have to dig around in here. Uh, as, as long as you understand that turning off password login, which is it, there's an option to say just go, you know, I don't want to log in when I use it. It should just be ready to go. It just means right. that anybody can use it. But as long as you're at home and no, and no one has access to your machine, I don't see anything wrong with that. Right. Yeah. But now, how do I do it? Well, stay tuned because I'm going to have to ask the chat room to uh, figure it out. I don't want to spend a lot of time uh, going digging through the control panel. Um, I, you know, I leave it, here's what I do. And I kind of like this and you could do this as well. You know, it has the hello feature will recognize your face. And, uh, I find it recognizes my face right away. You can also use a pin, uh, which is easy to type just, you know, uh, one, two, three, four, both of those will be more secure than just saying, just turn on whenever you want. Um, power options, custom. Is that right? I'll have to, uh, you know what I'm gonna have to do is go and sit down and look through it and, and find it. I like the hello feature because it just recognizes me, and so I don't have to actually do anything. I just have to wait a moment, literally a moment, uh, and then it will unlock. Uh, but we will figure out a step-by-step. And if you are not, if you can't keep listening, just go to the show notes at techguylabs.com. We'll have it written down there. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, do we have to use control user passwords too? Boy, that I thought that was gone. <laughs> Really, we have to do that, Cosmic Ray, even on Windows 10? Wow. All right. Well, well, I'll tell you. I'll walk you through that in a second. First, though, I want to talk about backup. Uh, backup is so important uh, because your computer has you know, your life on it, right? Uh, what can we do to uh, make sure that you don't ever lose data? Well, the simplest thing in the world, Carbonite.com. Carbonite is online backup done right. You want to go to Carbonite.com and check it out. They have home and office. They have servers. They have backups for all situations. The the most common one is you on a single Mac or a PC, $59 a year. That's less than 5 bucks a month, and it backs up everything on that computer that you want. You don't have to measure how much. You don't have to think about it. Frankly, that's what I like. Backups should be automatic. Just does it all the time. Whenever you're online, it's backing up. You shouldn't have to think about it. You should just have the kind of peace of mind that should something happen and disaster strikes, hard drives die, Fire, flood, thieves, even user error. You, this is the most common, frankly. You trash a file, you empty the trash, and you go, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I needed that. Carbonite's there to back you up. And you know what? The biggest problem these days is ransomware. It'll protect you against that, too, because you've got previous versions of your files. Go to Carbonite.com. Try it free today. You don't need a credit card to try it free. Just my name, Leo. And you want to use that because you get two months free if you decide to buy. You've got to back it up to get it back. So you should do it right with Carbonite. Use my name, Leo, for two months free with purchase. No, control, this was the old trick. In previous versions of Windows, you would hit the Windows key and type control space user passwords to, and you would get a hidden dialog box that would let you turn off the login. 
Uh, I don't think that works anymore in Windows 10. Let's see. Windows key R, control, user, passwords, two. This was hidden because they didn't want anybody. Oh, it does. Well, some things just never change, do they? Isn't that special? So, (laughs) I can't believe this funky workaround exists in Windows 10. I guess they don't want you to be able to do what you want to do. So, how do you turn off the password requirement every time you log into Windows? You use Windows. You hit Windows key R. That opens up the run dialog, right? And you type this crazy magic incantation. Control space that launches the control panel control space and this is a special control panel that's not in the control panel user passwords plural with the number two at the end all one word control user passwords two then you get the very special no one knows about this except everybody but we didn't want you to know about it user accounts control panel and right there at the top there's a checkbox that says users must enter a username and password to use this computer if you uncheck that you will no longer need to enter a password to use the computer. I guess they don't want that to be there. Uh, that obvious. Why? So you won't accidentally turn it on? It's very strange. I did not realize this was still in Windows 10. That cracks me up. By the way, I, I hope you like your Surface Book. I, I think, you know, when I first got it, I was very disappointed because Microsoft has all sorts of problems with it. This was first Microsoft's first laptop. They made it after they made their couple of tablets, the Surfaces, the Surface RT, the Surface Pro. Uh, and the Surface Book was very unreliable for about eight months. It wouldn't go to sleep. It would have what we call the hot bag problem. You'd put it, you'd close it, you'd put it in your bag, and then you'd take it out. It'd be really hot, and the battery would be drained because it didn't go to sleep. It had all sorts of weird issues. Microsoft, over time, has inch by inch fixed this. And now I have to say I'm very happy. It's very stable, very reliable. It's a nice Windows notebook. Not the cheapest by any means, but I think it's a... I can now say... I can now recommend it. It is, And it has a detachable screen, so you get a tablet, too, if you want. That's the Surface Book from Microsoft. Leo Laporte, the Tech Guy. News is next. How are you today? Leo Laporte here, the tech guy. Time to talk computers, the internet, home theater, digital photography, smartphones, smart watches, visual reality helmets. Digital reality. I think I made up a new name. Digital reality. <laughs> Augmented reality. Electric cars. 8888 Ask Leo. It's, if it's got a chip in it, if it's digital technology, yeah, we like to talk about it here. 888-827-5536. Give me a jingle. I'd love to help. Uh, you can also uh, visit our website, techguylabs.com. We put uh, show notes there with solutions and tips and tricks, ways to turn off your Windows login. And that's a that's a surprisingly obscure method. We talked about it last hour. Ways to keep uh, bad guys from taking over your Facebook account uh, simply by installing an antivirus. What? 888-827-5536, techguylabs.com. Let's go back to the phones. And Robert in Las Vegas is next. Hi, Robert. Hey, Leo. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. What um, can I do for you? I got a problem. I upgraded my um, uh, cable modem to a uh, six uh, 3.0. And uh, now I'm having a uh, random disconnect. And when I check on my uh, Apple uh, Airport Extreme, the, uh, it says that I have a double NAT. 
I oh, a, all right. Switch it to a uh, bridge mode, but when I do that, the I have no internet after that, so I don't know. So what did so you replaced your existing cable modem with another cable modem? Yes, because they told me that uh, I have the uh, old Doxis two point. Yeah, you want to you want to use the current standard, which is Doxis D O C S I S three. Uh, so that was right. Uh, and in fact, I think it's uh, often a better idea to buy your cable modem if your company will let you, because otherwise you rent theirs. Theirs may not be the best in the world, and you're paying you know, a lot of money. Usually if you buy one, they're 60 bucks, you'll end up paying for itself after a year. So uh, what one did you replace? Who, First of all, who's your cable company? Uh, Cox. Cox. And, what, and you use a cable modem that's on their approved list, I assume. Yes, yes. Uh, I had an old Motorola. Uh, switch it to a Netgear. Okay. But uh, I'm having this. Uh, now, the Netgear you bought, does it have a router in it? No. You sure? Yes. Okay, because uh, Netgear does make cable modems that are standalone, but it also makes them with routers. And if it had a router, that would explain double NAT because. The router would be routing on the cable modem, and your Airport Extreme would be routing. You can't have what they call double NAT unless you have two routers both trying to assign network addresses. No, I checked on it. Um, I checked the settings. Uh, and what's no, what's, I mean, what's the model number? Or what 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 Netgear did you put in there? Do you know? The uh, CM CM four hundred has the model number. Okay. They just this cable modem. That's all it is. Yeah, interesting. Um, it's a router. So uh, it's routing. I think it's routing. Uh, that would be my guess. I mean, that's what the Apple's telling you, is that somebody is routing at the same time as I am. And so what you want to do is go in the settings, if you can, for the CM400 and make sure it's not doing routing. Otherwise, there's no other way you'd have double net. Do you have any other... Do you have any other... Um, Routers on the network? No, um, just the, is, uh, the so. Extreme is the only one. So your whole setup is the 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 Netgear CM400 attached to the cable in the wall, an Ethernet cable coming out of the Netgear into your Airport Extreme, your Airport Extreme broadcasting Wi-Fi, and that's it. Yes. Wow. So NAT stands for Network Address Translation, and what it is is it's a critical part of routing. It says. Uh, you're going to have one internet address. Cox gives you one and only one. It's not even guaranteed that it won't change. That's your, at least for today, your internet address. But you have many machines in there. So what a router does is it says, all right, well, I'm going to create a private network. Usually it's 192.168.1. something. And everything will be on that private network, and I will route traffic. That's what a router means. I will send the traffic all coming into the same place. I will send it to whoever is in the middle of that conversation. That's routing, or network address translation. Sometimes it's, it's conflated with DHCP, the Dynamic Host Configuration Protocol, which assigns, which tells the computer, here's your address. Use that in your settings. But they're, they're, they're both done by the airport. So if the airport is uh, is is doing it, and it says there's double NAT, then I think that the CM400 has to be doing NAT as well, unless Cox does it. Now, this sometimes happens. Actually, this is probably what's going on. Your cable company may also be doing it, 
which is weird because they really they really shouldn't be. Let me look at the CM four hundred and make sure. It yeah, doesn't... I looked on the uh, at the bottom of the um, of the modem, and it just only says cable modem. It doesn't yeah. say routing or anything. Yeah. No NAT. Yeah, and it doesn't look like it does it. No. Nope. Well, you got me. I don't. Uh, I think this is one. Uh, one for Cox. Uh, I'm puzzled. Uh, maybe one of your machines, this would be very bad, is is also turned on routing, has decided I'm going to be the router. Usually that means something bad is going on in that machine. So you check your network settings on your individual machines. What, you can't put the uh, airport into bridge mode. As you noted, it has to be a router or nothing will be able to get online. Yeah. Uh, bridge mode means don't do any routing, just pass it along. Your cable modem is effectively in bridge mode. It's not doing any routing. Um, I think I think one of your PCs, one of your computers on the network is not in, uh, is, is configured wrong. Does it have internet connection sharing turned on or something like that? That's odd. Yeah, that's odd because I practically I have everything wireless. Yeah, I would look at look at the setups on all your machines. Make sure that your network setting is a is just completely normal. The machine is not doesn't have a static address that it's using DHCP to get an address from the airport. Some of this is puzzling. Networking is it's no 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 human should have to do um, this this <laughs> except an IT professional. It's a very it's a black art to be honest with you. Um, it's a real challenge. Now I'm looking. You think I should call uh, Cox? They're, uh, yeah, I would ask Cox. Maybe. Yeah, this may be a case where they say, "Well, you got your own modem mm-hmm. now. You have to set. You know, you have to re- uh, support it." You've powered down both the cable modem and the uh, airport, and it's and it's tried it again, right? When sometimes when you put a new. Well, yeah, I've been- yeah, I've I done it before, um, and but the uh, modem for so all of a sudden the just disconnects and reboots itself. Got a lost connection, and the modem goes through the cycle and the uh, power uh, on cycling, and it just connects and it's it's fine until it decides to do it again and it just disconnects again, all of a sudden. So there's some complicated things you can do with pinging and trace route and so forth to see what's going on. I'm. Really not going to walk through that here, um, you know IP config and things like that, command line magic. Um, but I just don't know. I just don't know where to begin for this one. Uh, I'm afraid I'm not going to be much help. You might also call Netgear support. Um, there, there, the 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 cable modem is not is just a gateway. It's not. Um, Something is confused in the setups. That's all I can say. And I just, I can't without actually sitting down at the network. No. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh. And a network expert would go in there and run some software, do some 
examination of how your network's set up and should be able to figure that out pretty quickly. Boy, it's beyond me. Sorry. 8888 Ask Leo if you've got a suggestion or you can go to the website, techguylabs.com. Comment there. It's always helpful. We really appreciate that. No sign up. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Leo Laporte, the tech guy, 8888-ASK-LEO. That's the phone number. Lamarty, Baltimore, Maryland. Hi, Lamarty. Oh, no, it's uh, Bellflower, California. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it's close. I don't know why it says Baltimore. Bellflower, California. Hello, Lamarty. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Well, okay. Good afternoon, whatever. Whatever. We're all conf- we're all confused here. Well, and I'm confused me from the last uh, two hours I called in. And my head is swimming from uh, everything you've been talking about, besides the favorite Steve Martin joke. You got <laughs> get a- we got very geeky. We got very geeky, didn't we? Uh- <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Well, that's okay, but you know, you you scared the pants off me. Now I'm, you convinced me to get a what do you what do you call it? A cloud book? Uh, oh, a Chromebook. Yeah, you love the Chromebook. Chromebook. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't before. Um, uh, uh, I forgot her name now. The young lady had her problems with Rose. Yeah, poor Rose. Yeah, yeah, oh. that's scared anyway. Yeah. Getting back to what I, the reason I called. I for the last two and a half, three weeks, I've been. Uh, Wait, waiting to hear what you think about the uh, the Note Seven. By the way, whatever happened to Note Six? Uh, <laughs> they skipped. Morning, they skipped it. The Note Six and Windows Nine are off on an island, having a torrid affair. <laughs> they disappeared. There's no Windows Nine and there's no Note Six. <laughs> it's the new thing. Watch Apple will introduce the iPhone Eight next time, and that it'll be very confusing. I think the reason is the uh, Sam, uh, Samsung gives is that well we have the Galaxy S Seven, so we thought we'd get everything in the same numeric sequence. So you have a Note Seven and an S Seven, and then next year the Note Eight will come out, and then you'll have you know like that. In any event, yeah, uh, the reason I haven't talked about it, I ordered it, but it's in. In, in fact, I, ju- I was very excited this morning. I got the shipping notice, so I'll probably get it. Uh, they were saying it would be arriving on the 18th or the, or the 19th. I think I'll be getting it tomorrow or the next day. So I will yeah. fully have a review for you next weekend for sure. Well, I, uh, every, uh, I, I was so excited because two and a half, three weeks ago, uh, my carrier Sprint sent me an invitation to to place an order on one and they started talking about some of the features and you didn't want to convince me to get the note four my first note how did you uh, and you like that phone i guess i take it you do well well it's actually really only been my second or third smartphone by the way my first smartphone was a zte so they've been around a while wow um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but uh um yeah, but you convinced me to get the Note Four, and uh, even though I really don't know how to use it fully, I was, you know, I loved the thing, and I was looking forward to getting the Note Five until I found out it didn't have a memory card. Um, and since that point in time when they introduced the Note Five, I've been calling calling up um, Samsung once a month complaining about that, and uh, <laughs> they listened. They listened. And now the Note Seven has a memory card. It's, I, cool. you know what, we all have. Lamarty in Bellflower to thank 
Because if it weren't for you, Lamarty, I think we would have no SD card. Okay. Okay, yeah, but the thing is, now we all need to get start calling him and complain and tell him to make a change for the Note 8. Why? What's wrong with the Note 7? The Note 7, they're changing the power plug. Yeah, well, no, that's, no, that's, I know it's a pain, but that's a good thing. They're going to the Type-C connector. Everybody in the next two years will go to Type-C except Apple. And Type-C being an oval, complete oval? Yeah, and the reason it's better for a number of reasons. The the most obvious reason is you can't put it in wrong. So micro USB really had a problem with that. It was easy to screw up your port by trying to jam it in upside down. You can't do it wrong with Type C. It just there, it goes in either way. But more than that, it's a much more powerful. It's USB 3.1. It is much more powerful. There's a lot more you can do with it. This is the future of connectors. And you know, I agree. Well, it's a challenge because you have to get new cables. Yeah, but if you, but the funny thing was, if you want to show a quick. Funny story. Um, they, uh, I could, I couldn't. I, I uh, uh, plumbed around on uh, YouTube and found the, um, uh, I guess the CEO, uh, CEO or whoever. Um, the, uh, what do you call it? The, the introduction to the Note Seven to a big auditorium of people, and he got. He came to that point where he, um, telling about the new power plug, and he goes. By the way, for those of you the old power uh, with old power cords, don't worry. We're including it. We're including adapter, adapter which is very nice of them. Yeah, Ap- and, and, Apple didn't do that when they went to the Lightning port. Exactly. Yeah. But then he goes on, and there's one. It's no funny. At least I thought it was. He goes on, and there's one other thing we're including with every Note Seven: an audio plug. Yeah. And that's because Apple, and this is going to be very controversial when this happens in a couple of weeks, is apparently not going to have an audio jack on their next phone, the iPhone, whatever they call it, 7. Uh, they're not going to do that. Now, you, by the way, you could, with a Type-C connector, eliminate the audio jack as well. But I think that's, I think that's a really valuable port. I want an audio jack on my phone. And, exactly. Me too. Yeah. Me too. The, the Note 7 has some nice new features. And like I said, I'll have a full review next week when I get mine. But... Uh, it's 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 no longer it used to be the whole reason you get a note is because it's the biggest phone out there. Not the case yeah. anymore. It's just normal sized because every other phone. It's so the note was such a success. It was a huge success that people said, "Oh, people want big screens." Even Apple put out a big screen. So I credit right. the note with moving. And reason is this is your personal computer. This isn't just a phone. This is your device to connect to the internet, to do email. This is, and you want a big screen. You don't want too big. And I think we've figured out that somewhere between five and five point seven inches for most people is just right. And then there are some people who want a four and a half or five inch phone, and that's a market too. But those two markets, that's pretty much it. We know what size phones should be now. They're also going to add a iris scanner. They're still going to have the fingerprint reader, but they're going to add an iris right. scanner, which I, the I jury's still out. I don't know how good that will be. Um, I've seen them before, and they're not useful, but maybe Samsung has figured out how to make it useful. Uh, but I, 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 do, I commend them for, for uh, moving forward uh, into the future with Type-C. Every phone you get starting you know, probably around now, from now on, all the phones except Apple will have Type C connectors. That's the future. Well, it's going to be kind of frustrating for me because I got I got dozens of power cords lining everywhere. Well, here's the good news: most of those power cords are connected 
via USB to a, the plug. They don't, they're not hardwired into the plug. So all you need to do is get a new cord. They're cheap. You go online. My recommendation if you're buying Type-C cords, actually, I'll put a couple of links in the show notes to the ones I use and recommend because there are some Type-C cords that are not properly made. And there's an engineer at Google, Benson Leong, who has taken it on himself, and I love this, to test all the USB, uh, the old USB to, to new Type-C cords to make sure they're compliant and not dangerous. And he reviews them on Amazon. And Amazon, after a while, finally said, we're not going to sell any non-compliant cords. So if you buy it on Amazon and a Type-C cable will be fine, you can buy a dozen of them for 20 bucks. Replace all your old ones. I'm telling you, it's a better cable. It's a much better cable. You'll be happy. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Leo Laporte, the tech guy, 8888-ASK-LEO. That's the phone number. Questions, comments, suggestions, they are more than welcome at that number. Love hearing from you. And don't forget, after the show, and that's going to be about half an hour from now, uh, the conversation goes on on the website, techguylabs.com. That's free. There's no sign-up. And all the questions, all my answers, and your answers, too, if you've got thoughts about it, are there. Techguylabs.com. CC is next in Fullerton, California. Hi, CC. Hey, how are you doing today? I am well. How are you? I am doing good. You come with my mouth full, but that's okay. Okay. I, you often catch me with my mouth full, so it's fair. That's good. I Mine went, was ham and cheese. Oh, yum. I'm just eating a salad that's boring, but that's all my doctor will let me eat. <laughs> Get a better doctor. <laughs> Doc, I want to eat ham and cheese. There you go. I love ham and cheese. What can I do for you? Well, I'm a retired guy, and I got into this YouTube uh videos of watching movies yeah and everything was going on swell and then i started getting uh, uh messages that to watch this video watch that video and they're all coming in on html5 yeah and i apple machine and when i try to do it i can't figure out how to get html5 <laughs> videos i don't blame you what the heck is that so it's HTML5 is just the internet. It's just the web. It's you use a browser, any browser, Safari, Chrome, Opera will render HTML5 video. So here's the deal. We used remember Flash? Yes. Yes. The late not lamented Flash. Uh, the the end of the line came. If if you wanted to watch video on a browser, you want generally speaking, the browser would launch the Flash plugin on the browser and then it would play the video. And the video could be in a variety of different formats. Flash is just is just a wrapper that lets you play a variety of different video formats. Uh, it also the end began when when Apple released the iPhone, and then later the iPad, and announced we aren't going to support Flash. If if you want video to play for people who are on an iPhone or an iPad, you better not use Flash on your website. And so that meant people had to use some other form of streaming, and. Really, it's just streaming that the browser will play back without a Flash plugin. We call it HTML5. It's not really a, quite accurate. Um, what it means is that the browser has built in the capability of playing back certain video formats without the help of Flash. 
And that's that means HTML5. So if you go to YouTube, for instance, where YouTube was all Flash, Google agreed that Flash was a bad idea and started converting over its videos so that you wouldn't need Flash to play it back. You could just play it back in a plain old browser. You could even uh, kind of try that ahead of time by going to youtube.com slash HTML5. And people did that, and they, they were able to play Flash. At this point, no, Google has converted everything. It's all HTML5. So anytime you use your browser and you watch something on YouTube, you're watching video that's HTML5. It's just video that comes in and your browser can play it. You don't need to know more than that. So if somebody sends you a file, are they sending you files? It's just like, a, you know, if you want to watch, like an, it'll be like a new spot. Yeah, well, you, you know, and it's a link, right? And you click the link and your browser plays it. No, it says you've got to have HTML5. Oh, I see. You're getting a warning. Right. Ah, so what computer are you using? I'm using a Mac, an Apple, and right. it's up to date. It's all kept. And you use Safari for your browser? I'm using Safari, and it's up to date. But I noticed on the player that I bought from Apple, I have choices of Safari, uh, Firefox, Chrome, Opera. Well, Chrome, and, Chrome will do it for sure. I thought Safari would do it just fine. No, I mean, it, it just tells me to do all kinds of weird stuff. No, you shouldn't understand. have to do anything because HTML5 is designed for, basically all it's saying is you need a modern browser. And Safari is one of them. Can you go to YouTube? When you go to YouTube, uh, can you watch videos on Safari when YouTube? Of course you can. Yes. It's not Flash. That's HTML5. I so, can watch Roy Rogers. Yay. <laughs> and his horse trigger. There you go. Yeah. Well, you can always tell if something is uh, f uh, Flash or HTML5 if you right-click on the video. So I'm watching uh, some uh, uh, Olympic race here on the NBC YouTube channel, and I right-click on the video, and it says at the bottom, about the HTML5 player. If you right-click on it and it's Flash, it'll say it'll give you some information about Flash. So, But HTML5 doesn't really mean anything. It means a modern browser. So I, don't, I think there's other issues with that video that you're trying to play you should mm. any oh somebody's suggesting maybe you've installed a player and that set as your default player for video and it's trying to play it through that player i whatever it is safari should be able to play it without any help as should chrome why don't you download chrome and try that chrome.com what player did you buy just out of curiosity it was the apple and oh. it just says the identification quick time yeah. Yeah. You don't need QuickTime. Um, God, I wonder, uh, I guess, yeah, if QuickTime's trying to play it, it's going to have a problem because it's not a It's not a quick, it's HTML5. It just plays it in the browser without any help. It's more modern than yeah, QuickTime is, alas. So, um, try Chrome. Yeah, try Chrome. Chrome will absolutely work. I'm not sure why your Safari is not working. Maybe it's not updated. What you could do is go to the Safari menu and, and go to add-ons, Okay. And, and and see what add-ons you have on there. And disable, uh, I would say disable all the add-ons unless you know that you need them. Because uh, it sounds like you have an add-on installed that's trying to play the video and the site's saying, well, what's that? I don't, or the, or the, I don't know, something's complaining. Or you're going to a bad site that wants you to install something. Does it offer to, hey, we could fix this, just install this software. No, no, not Good. at all. Good, don't ever do that. You know better than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on, but it, you, you, you shouldn't have any problem. All HTML5 isn't really a very good name for what this is. It's a bunch of different stuff, all of which are designed to make it possible to play video without any extensions in the browser. So turn off your browser extensions 
and then everything should be fine. QuickTime may be getting in the way. That may be it. Our show today brought to you by a great company, Simply Safe. It's a security company. They sell, you know, glass brake monitors, motion sensors. They sell moisture, you know, water sensors. They even have things like carbon monoxide and smoke sensors, all the kinds of stuff you would want to secure your family and your house. And and what's nice about this, they were it was designed by a guy. He's a Harvard and Yale trained engineer who said, "I want to do a better system that anybody can install." And then because you want to have monitoring. I'm going to offer monitoring at a low cost, fifteen less than $15 a month. That's a third what the other guys are charging with no contracts. He created Simply Safe, and it's revolutionized the home security industry. Don't go to those guys and get the very expensive monitoring and locked in for two years and have to have an installer come out. All that costs a lot of money and doesn't make you any safer. Simply Safe is it. Go to simplysafeleo.com. You get the complete kit and get 100 bucks off at that special address, simplysafeleo.com. Everything you need to protect your family, and now's the time, by the way, summertime, big time for break-ins. Actually, the average break-in costs $2,000, according to the Department of Justice. Two grand. So, you know, <laughs> one break-in and you're behind. So get it now, simplysafeleo.com. 100 bucks off makes it a special deal from the best, simplysafeleo.com. We'll take a break. One more, uh, one more segment to come. I've got a few calls left. We will get to those, answer your questions, and wrap things up on The Tech Guy. Uh, thanks so much to our musical director, Nathan Staten. He's great playing the hits for you. And the phone ranger herself, Heather Hammond, on the phones. And one more break coming up. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Laporte, the tech guy, 8888. Ask Leo. That's the phone number. 888-827-5536. Keep it for later. I guess we're probably full for the rest of the show, but keep it for later. You'll want it. Next time you have trouble, and mainly uh, through the week, techguylabs.com, because that's up 24-7. It's free. There's no sign-up, and there's answers to your questions there, I promise you. Uh, Vidak in Sacramento. Hi, Vidak. Is, am I saying that right, Vidak? Vidak. Vidak. Hi, Leo. Hi, Vidak. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm very good. I'm a little nervous since this, this is my uh, first official appearance on uh, U.S. national air, but I'm okay. <laughs> that's great. Congratulations. Where are you from? Uh, I am originally from Montenegro. That's ex-Yugoslavia. I have been to Montenegro. It's beautiful. We sailed through the Bay of Kotor. It was gorgeous. Actually, you were about, let's see, a half hour away from me there. Gorgeous. Beautiful place. I live in a little town called Hirtignoli. That's about 20 minutes from Kotor. Oh, so so (laughs) lovely. Well, I I can't say I know your country well, but I I have been there, and that's something. And, uh, And we welcome you to the United States. Great to have you. Are you a student? What are you doing? Yes, I'm an international student here at a local college, uh, community college in uh, Sacramento. Your, your English is excellent, by the way. Thank you. I've been here a couple of times, and I pick up languages really easily. I guess so. You sound like you really sound like a native speaker. That's great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, here's the thing. I've been listening uh, to your show, show for years, and I eventually got uh, inspired to do radio myself. Oh, good. And I had a radio show back uh, in Montenegro, and I thought, well, Let's learn something more about this. And then I came to the States and um, signed up for a radio produ- radio and television production program Great. at the school. Great. Uh, here's the thing. I uh, am a little disabled. I have a low vision problem. So okay. the school I go to lets me record uh, the lectures. And I need a digital voice recorder that's just going to sit on my desk and while the teacher speaks, record the lecture so I can reference it later. How close can you get to the teacher? Uh, don't know. I've never been to 
U.S. colleges. Would, so. would they let you put it on the podium where the teacher is? I guess I could ask the teacher. Yeah. I, I, I think know. that would be an accommodation that they would be glad to do. Yeah. Given your disability, yeah. I think that they would say, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, they want to encourage you to, to do use whatever tools you need. Yes. Um, it looks that way, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and here's the thing. I went into Best Buy and got myself a Olympus WS-85-3 digital voice recorder, which the the best uh, person at Best Buy recommended. Yeah, those are kind of very common digital voice recorders. They're little. Uh, they're inexpensive. Um, and uh, so what do you think? Well, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say it's terrible. I you get, you get what you pay for. That you know, right. under a hundred dollars. And the main reason is this, the microphones. Yeah, um, it's it's hissing, it's humming. It's, yeah, I can manage the noise reduction when in uh, with a, like a software that can reduce it. But it's the sound sounds like I'm I'm recording out of a trash can. Yeah, uh, it's very echoey. So I'll and, tell you what podcasters use, and a lot of radio people use. Okay. Um, it's from uh, their products from a company called Zoom, Z O M. Okay. Uh, and uh, the website, I don't know why, zoom na.com. I guess that's North America. Okay. Zoom na.com. And they make a large variety of uh, recorders. And what their specialty is really, the only thing that's important on a digital recorder is the microphone. The, Correct. Right? The technology is just a little chip. They're not, and they're all probably using the same chips. It's the microphone. So Zoom really specializes in making recorders with excellent microphones. You could put a microphone on your smartphone and get the same effect. Uh, I guess so. I don't know what the teacher's reaction would be to me recording on a smartphone, but I guess. But I want to make it uh, as simple as it gets. Yeah. So a standalone recorder is great. I mean, yeah. uh, it's up to you. Zoom does sell their, their special capsule microphones, both for the microphone and on a standalone recorder like the H1. Um, they're a little more expensive. They're probably twice as much as that Olympus was because you're paying for a good microphone. Um, you may find them uh, used or refurbished at a better price. But what's great about these is they have really excellent microphones on them that uh, often uh, can be used in, in an environment even when you're distant from the professor. They'll work better the closer you can get. Yes, like any microphone. Like any microphone, right. If I, put, if I, if I sit 12 feet away from my microphone, you're going to get a lot of room noise and all that stuff. If I can get closer to it, I'm going to sound better. And that's the same in the... Exactly the same in the classroom. So these things are small enough. In fact, really, this is an advantage over a smartphone. You wouldn't want to put your smartphone on the podium, but you wouldn't mind putting a small recorder on the podium. I know the professor will let you do that. The only issue is the professors often move around a lot, but that's fine because when he's standing at the podium, you'll get good recording, and when he's not, uh, you'll still get decent recording. So I would take a look at the Zoom. The H1 is excellent. The H2 is excellent. We've used these for years, not just for voice recording, but for field recording, uh, for uh, podcasts I've used them. They're excellent. You could use it uh, on the radio. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Thanks. Uh, do you have time for one little more uh, question? I do if you hang on for a second so I can do a commercial. What language do you speak in Montenegro? Serbian, or now it's Montenegrin. Montenegro separated from Serbia. Right. Uh, so you don't like to call it Serbian? Well, the government. Uh, <laughs> well, it's Montenegrin, of course. It's Montenegrin. Yeah. It's our own. Yeah. That's a beautiful land. And uh, that, yeah. if you ever get to sail through the Bay of Kotor, I did it on a, on a cruise. Just stunning. Oh, man, yeah. it's a gorgeous. Beautiful. Hang on for a second. I'll get to your next question in a second. But first, I want to tell everybody, it's so important. I don't want to forget. Back it up. Back it up with Carbonite, the online backup solution. Carbonite's automatic. It's continuous. It saves your data to the best place you can put your data, in the Carbonite cloud, where it's relaxed, in its air-conditioned splendor, power-conditioned. Back, the backup is backed up, so you can never lose any data 
But when you need it, it's there. You can log on to your Carbonite account on any computer say, I want my stuff. There it is. You can log on with their free apps. There it is. So it's kind of like cloud storage plus backup. And the best part is very affordable. Flat rate. You don't pay for the amount of data. You just pay for a year, $59 for everything on a Mac or a PC. They have plans for servers and businesses too. And the best part is if you're on a Windows PC, you know ransomware is 90% of all the phishing emails going out there now are ransomware. You're not vulnerable because you've got version backup. You can go back to the previous unencrypted version. That's awesome. Don't pay $300 to a ransomware guy when you can pay $50 in a year of Carbonite. In fact, you get even more if you use my name, Leo. Try it free. Here's the deal. Try it free. You don't need to give him a credit card. Just try it. Carbonite.com. Use my name, Leo. Two months free with purchase. Now, that's a good deal. You got to back it up to get it back, so do it right with Carbonite. All right, Vidak. What else can I do for you? Uh, I have a, a question based on your experience in radio. Uh, I have my low vision problem is basically I have nystagmus, which is just a... a fancy medical term for uncontrolled eye movement. Yes. Um, and I usually avoid reading on air because I can't control it when it happens. And when it does, I slow down immensely while reading. And the, the previously, well, uh, how I was uh, able to compensate for that is I had a co-host do the reading and I would do the talking off the top of my head. Uh, how does well that work in Montenegro? How does that work? Would that work in the U.S. On um, a radio station? Yeah. So you usually have to read. I don't do much reading. <laughs> uh, I, as you can probably tell, talk off of the top of my head almost the whole time. Uh, but occasionally you have to read. You would have to, uh, but you always get what you have to read ahead of time. So you would have the leisure to look at the ad copy or the liners or whatever they wanted you to read ahead of time. And memorize it, or at least get it well enough so that you'd be able to read it fluently on the air. But yeah, reading is a little bit of a the job. But again, you're never going to get. I don't. You're rarely going to get surprised unless somebody hands you an inst- emergency bulletin. So uh-huh. I wouldn't worry about that. If you're a DJ, you do very little reading. If you're a newscaster, that's another matter. Well, I did like a morning show type of yeah. thing, but we we had people that did the news. Yeah, exactly. The- yeah. Hey, I would keep it up. I think you got the I think you got the right idea. Good luck with your career. Good luck with your studies. Thanks for joining us Thank in this you, country. We we can we can use the brains. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Thank you. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.